1: A story earlier this week from the Athletics Quarterback tiers preview that Lamar Jackson would never be a Tier 1 quarterback according to an unnamed defensive coordinator. That was big. This is bigger according to another anonymous defensive play caller, Patrick Mahomes, not a Tier 1 quarterback. If he ain't Tier 1, no more tiers. Let's go around the horn. Am I a Tier 1 candidate on around the round horn? Yes. Sure. Hey, panelists, on around the horn, Justin. Yes, you are. I'll take the one. <laughs> what did Jerry say? And I have options. <laughs> I'm just joking. Quote, we love Mahomes because of his unorthodox throws, not because of his natural pocket presence. And when that disappears, that is when they lose games. I don't think that is a one. I think that is a two. Nothing against the guy. I love the kid. But take his first read away, and what does he do? He runs, he scrambles. And he plays street ball. End quote. I don't need to say more, but I will say this. If one looks, there are yards on the field of play. There are not tiers on the field of play. So this is, of course, just the list. And on the tip of the hat to Mike Sando and the Athletic. But how do you hear that defensive coach's reasoning on Patrick Mahomes around the horn to Mina Kynes?
0: I hear it as incredibly flawed. I, you know, when I first saw this quote, Tony, on social media, yeah. I thought it was a draft report from 2017. Uh-huh. Then to see that it was from 2022 <laughs> was okay. incredibly jarring, um, in large part because it's so easily refuted. Since coming into the NFL in 2018 and becoming or becoming a starter, rather, Patrick Mahomes, when he is in the pocket, ranks first in QBR – Amongst all active quarterbacks, first in touchdown percentage, first in first down percentage, second in passer rating, only behind Aaron Rodgers. And setting aside the numbers, all you have to do is watch to see that he not only has, of course, an incredible arm talent, but an incredible ability to manipulate defenders. He is not easily fooled by coverage. He does pretty much everything well. The thing he did not do well last season was take what was given to him. He would try to force difficult throws down the field and get into trouble that way. That would have been a valid criticism. Mm -hmm. But instead, we have this anonymous coach leaning on the tired, one-read, street ball stuff, which is not only overly simplistic, but also too often applied to black quarterbacks, including superstars like Patrick Mahomes. Mm
1: -hmm. Justin Sinsley, bring you in here. Now,
2: to be fair, this is one person saying this, but, you know, let's break down the quote. First of all, I understand his football lingo used in all levels, but calling this guy a kid, I don't get it. He's coming into his sixth Mm -hmm. season. This is a Mm -hmm. former MVP, a former Super Bowl MVP, a a four-time Pro oh, oh, who has a a half-a-billion-dollar contract. Second of all, and I'm going to quote Red Fox, Fred G. Sanford on this, this is the big one, Elizabeth. Breaking news quarterback gets pressure applied to him more prone to mistakes i never knew that was possible and then you have words like runs and scrambles and street ball l- l- let's call it spade a spade here this is language only used for certain quarterbacks like lamar jackson like patrick mahomes nobody's saying the same thing about josh allen who uses his legs almost just as much What i think is a phenomenal quarterback and could win the super bowl this year but mahomes has already beaten him twice in the playoffs so when it, when i hear quotes like this I, I hear quotes from anonymous sources basically saying they don't play the quarterback like how I remember it, like John Elway, like Joe Montana, like the greatest of all time, like Brady. So next time, say it with your chest and put your name. Okay. Behind it. Thank yeah, you so you quote. don't
1: even you don't agree with the unnamed part of it. All right, I'm sensing I'm sensing a, a certain opinion from all the panelists here. But as I go to you, Tim Calishow, the way his mm-hmm. season ended. Well, Mahomes didn't look like himself maybe in the second half of that game that eliminated their season. Can you start there?
3: Well, yeah, he wasn't good at the end of the Bengals game, and there was a stretch in the season, if you remember, where the Chiefs' defense was playing better than the Chiefs' offense, Mm -hmm. and they were really what was carrying the team along and getting them back to first place. But I would still look at Patrick Mahomes and say he's had four years as a starter, and each year his team hosts the AFC Championship game. That means they win a lot of games – and they have playoff success, and a a couple times they went on to the Super Bowl, and once they won it, Uh, there is, as Mina said, criticism to be made, and and it's interesting this year without Tyreek Hill to see exactly what he does do in in some of these situations. Without that, he had two luxury blankets, and now he's he's got one with Kelsey. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how things go, but it's hard to say, I'm going to pick six quarterbacks who are the best in the league and Mahomes isn't one of them. And Bob Ryan. This thing is a matter of aesthetics, although I'm not sure that this
4: unnamed source, and by the way, I have nothing against unnamed sources. I've used them all my mm-hmm. life and as we all okay. have, uh, uh, but I'm not sure that's a word he might understand. Look, it, all that matters ultimately is the accomplishment, not, the, not the, the way you do it. There's different ways of doing it. He wants it done in some by-the-book, A, B, C, D, E way, and he's got standards, I'm sure, of excellence in the past and even one now with Brady uh, historically. But, no, it's nonsense, okay? I mean, I can only re- I add to what my friends are saying here. It, this is ridiculous. Who wouldn't take him? Don't tell me this guy wouldn't take him. Don't tell me that, that, that he's not one of the top six quarterbacks in football. This is.
1: Enough. I'll give you the last word after the horn.
0: I would just like to say, you know, what I hate about this way of looking at quarterbacks is it's so narrow-minded. We saw this with the Lamar Jackson critiques we continue to see where, well, if you take away his ability to run, how good is he as a passer? He is a very good passer, but that's not besides the point. Now with Patrick Mahomes, if you look at that quote, it says, well, if you take away the first read and he plays street ball, well, yeah, then what? Then he kills you. (laughs) He's incredible when he's creating with his legs. So why are we using that against him instead of appreciating the holistic view of who he is as a quarterback?
1: There are no tiers, but there are teams having to make a depth chart in decisions. Let's talk about one that finally, (laughs) finally, finally went on record. Kyle Shanahan in the San Francisco 49ers. I can't.
5: Um, But we have um, moved on to Trey. This is Trey's team. And that's nothing against Jimmy. We we made that decision a year ago, and we're going with that. And we're not going to mess around with that anymore. Um, Jimmy understands that fully. That's a business decision.
1: Mean, I know you just came out of your cave where you watched each and every start from Trey Lance last year. What happens now? And could the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, I mean they were a half a game from the Super Bowl last year, be better with Lance, or could they live to regret moving on from Garoppolo?
0: Well, I didn't spend much time in that cave because it was only two starts Tony. <laughs> uh, and because of that small sample size, it's really hard to predict um, how much better Trey Lance will be than Jimmy Garoppolo. I will say this and I and I say this with confidence. I think his range of outcomes is wider. His floor is lower and his ceiling is higher. And you really saw a lot of the positive traits, the ones that likely entice San Francisco in the second start granted against Houston, but still his second start where he, you know, flashed that incredible mobility, that arm talent and most importantly, Importantly, I think, the willingness to push the ball down the field. He averaged over 11 air yards in that mm. game. Jimmy Garoppolo rarely comes close to that. He averaged 7.5 intended air yards per attempt last season. That is why they drafted him. That is what they want from him, even if more likely than not, because of his inexperience, there will be some bumps
3: along the way.
1: Lower floor, higher ceiling is how Mina said it. Tim Kalish, I'll bring you here on the 49ers QB Decision.
3: I think we'd have to look at it that way. We just didn't, you know, nobody really saw Nobody watching mainstream college football saw him play a lot there, and he played very little last year. The interesting thing to me is this is a team that loves to run the ball and and run it creatively. Uh, Debo Samuel was getting seven or eight carries a game the last half of last season. They do a lot of things. I mean, mean, they just come at you, and they, they, they push the Rams around the first two times they played them. And they almost did it a third time, and they certainly did it to Dallas. And now they're going to have a running quarter, a quarterback who can really run, which they didn't have with Garoppolo. So I don't know where the passing game goes, but I know the thing they do well, they're going to do even better. And so I have to think this is going to be a positive
1: thing. Dinsley, to fully commit to the decision, and you heard Shanahan say that they made a year ago, but now to fully commit to it now, how'd you hear it?
2: Yeah, I mean, you just mentioned it. Like, we knew Jimmy G had an interim tag from the moment that Trey Lance was drafted. So this isn't shocking, but the the timing kind of sucks for Jimmy G because now when he, whenever he does go to a new team, he's got to learn a new offense on the fly. Uh, uh, without the benefit of the offseason. you got to figure, if they could have done this trade a couple of months earlier, maybe Carolina trades for him. Maybe Washington trades for him. We just don't know. But the thing is, the numbers show he was really good in San Francisco. He was 33-14 and as a starter, but he only had 69 touchdowns in those 47 games. And that's what San Francisco is banking on with Trey Lance. Can he win us games, and can he be the reason we win games? I think he can, but as Mina and Tim have alluded to, this is a guy who really hasn't played a lot of football
1: over the last three years. So, Bob, the decision while it was a year ago that they made it in the draft, became more complicated when they were, again, a half away from making a second Super Bowl with this quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Will they live to regret this?
4: Well, we're going to find out. We're all anxious and curious to see what is going to happen. We don't know for sure how good Lance is. Uh, it's all been said here before me that from the minute he was drafted, he was going to be anointed as the guy. And here it is. The time has finally come. I'm more interested in Garoppolo and this arc of his career because I would love to think that he's kept a diary from day one and all the stuff that's happened to him and all the ways he's been in the news more often for not playing than playing and everything from being traded when I know damn right well Belichick didn't want to trade him to San Francisco mm-hmm. and then almost scaling the heights in San Francisco. And then he's been talked about all offseason. We now know how to spell his name, that's for sure. And, and I'm curious about him. And, and, and more than I am about, uh, you know, as much as I am about how good... Lance so,
1: Mina, what is the market for Jimmy Garoppolo right now? Do you see a trade coming, or is this going to have to go a different direction?
0: Well, there really is no market, Tony, in large part because everybody knows San Francisco does not want to keep him on their books. It's a $26 million cap hit or $25, $26 million. And if a team were were to trade from him, they would have to pay him that much unless San Francisco is willing to eat some of that salary in return. So it seems like all the potential suitors. Cleveland, maybe, if there's a Watson suspension. Seattle, as crazy as that seems, can just sit tight and wait it out and then see if they can sign him uh, after he's cut. And
1: Tim Kalisha.
3: You know, I think there will be teams that are interested in him and would still have that opinion people had of Garoppolo uh, a couple years ago. But, but as Mina just said, you're, you're kind of crazy if you're going to pay that money and give up something to get him when you know if you just wait your turn, he's going to be available on the free market. <laughs> Ryan 10, Tinsley 15, Kalisha
1: 13, Kimes in the cave with the Trey Lance stars. I know you're trying to excuse that. That's six hours no. more of football than. Well, I don't want to just say it? Kalisha, how much how much film you watching on Dak Prescott? <laughs> no. In Cape Cod last week, I watched a lot. any in
3: your
0: four hours a you week. I'm
1: gonna need an addendum.
0: Four hours a week. Cry.
1: We'll be back by Sunday.
5: Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live La Vida Mas Fina, part of Happy Hour.
4: Passion,
1: drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
5: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight SAVE. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try JETS Signature 8-Corner Pizza and get $5 off with code 8Save. That's the number 8, SAVE. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase, coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. It's by or cell and it's
1: your Celtics, Bob Ryan. I love our team, right? Uh, Like I said, I just go out there and play with my teammates.
3: So that's not really, I don't put that hat on to make decisions.
1: Jason Tatum saying he doesn't put the GM hat on at the premiere for the documentary NYC Point Gods, which Kevin Durant is a producer of. He was in attendance, but he did not talk to media yesterday. Bob, how should the Celtics hear Jason Tatum, that he likes his
4: team as is? They should hear him. Not unclear, and I agree with him 100 uh, percent. The team comes within two wins of winning the whole thing. Uh, the one guy that could play better is him. He's going to know that. He's going to be dedicated in the offseason. Uh, he doesn't want to give up Jalen Brown. He doesn't want to give up his buddies. They don't need. They don't need Kevin Durant. They've got enough with M50 since they added Brockton and Gallinari.
1: Justin Sinsley.
2: Yeah, you can't really say much about KD at a KD event, but if I'm Boston, I'm <laughs> way more concerned about Jalen Brown. We we saw how Boston and Brown turned it around in the second half of the season. He was the best player in the finals. Now, if I'm Boston, especially if you don't trade him, you have to recommit to him in some some type of way because we see how these little things can become So
1: you think things, this right? week think? the SMH that he put out there is a bigger deal than maybe Tatum talking yesterday at a... At I think so, absolutely. Tim show
3: You know, Boston had so many disappointments on the way to last year, coming up short, and now they finally got there, had a two one lead in the finals, and you wanna send half the team to Golden to uh, to Brooklyn to go get Kevin Durant, that doesn't make any sense. And Mita Kimes.
0: I think we're doing the same thing to Kevin Durant that maybe people are doing to Patrick Mahomes, which is placing too much emphasis on the last time we saw him. Guys, he is one of the best players in NBA history. Oh, you would make this NBA trade? History. Yeah, okay. I mean, I would make it if, if two things were true, frankly. if I You got to look at your team and say, can we beat the Bucs with Chris Middleton? If you truly believe that, then you hesitate. But I think that's open to question.
1: Pablo on our show a few days ago was like, this trade was reported to have, the talks were reported to happen weeks ago and now it went dead so the idea this news came out just to disgruntle Jalen Brown and or Jason Tatum was put out by the Nets and that you know that's that's <laughs> it takes a rare you know felonious mind to come up with that Pablo Torre we move on <laughs> subway series Mets six Yankees three what a first inning Yankees starting big with the home runs Mets coming back bigger with home runs Aaron Boone said last week nothing matters until October for his team he made a couple interesting calls on the base pass that burned him last night, and Rizzo swinging 3-0, and Joey Gallo to pinch hit versus Edwin Diaz. City Field had a playoff atmosphere, Pete Alonzo called it. What's your takeaway from game one of the series, Mina?
0: Well, for the Yankees' perspective, I think it sort of reinforces that you do need reinforcements uh, at the trade deadline. You know, at this point with Luis Severino out with an injury, Jordan Montgomery struggling, as you saw there, does feel like they need to add another arm. Tim Kalishaw.
3: I thought the first inning was important for the Mets. A, a four-home-run game is unusual at City Field. That was a four-home-run first yeah. inning, as they said. We're going to match the Bronx Bombers here, and we're going to take the lead, and we'll do the same JT. thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, game one of the reality bowl, it lived up to the hype in, in, in a sense. But the Yankees, they haven't been a good team since July 3rd, and I think you have to be concerned. If you go an entire month during the MLB season, and, and you're not a good team, like, they got to get it around with pitch it, and they got to get Stanton back out. The, uh, I would be concerned. Maybe not sense of urgency, but concern for sure.
4: Bob Ryan. We, the Yankees are going to make a move on, of some kind, I guarantee you, on, on August 2nd. Two things now. One, the crowd. The biggest crowd of the year testifies to the rivalry. It's ongoing. Number two, after the back-to-backs in the first inning, it was shut down by Walker and the relievers that culminating with Diaz. Uh, that was my impressive, my moment to take away from that. Yesterday,
1: another panelist, June Lee, wondered if the Yankees' recent spin-out spurs them to make a Juan Soto trade. But how about the Mets being active at the deadline? Listen to the report from CBS's Jim Bowden that they called the Angels about trading for Shohei Ohtani. Should the Mets move heaven and earth for a shot at Ohtani? Tim, should the Angels be ready to trade Ohtani?
3: I think yes and yes are the answers to those questions. The Mets have an owner who does not fear the luxury tax. He will outspend the Yankees. And, and imagine Otani there with Scherzer and DeGrom and everything else that they have. And the Angels, as criminal as it sounds, to give up on him in a year and a half, you're going to lose him for nothing. Right now, you send him to a team, you will, they will back up the truck in prospects and hopefully young players for you, and you should Justin do it. Zinsley.
2: Apologies to the Angels fans in advance, but please, for the love of God, please trade the man. Please let this happen. I have no confidence in this front office to get it right. The most wasted currency, the the, the one thing we can't get back in life is time. And they have wasted our time with two generational talents. And with Otani, he's once in a lifetime. Please trade this man. Take us out of our misery.
1: News of the day from Los Angeles also that Mike Trout has a back condition that is now being considered rare, and the timeline for his return is unknown. So factor that in, Bob Ryan, to where the Angels are now. Should they move Otani at the deadline?
4: They are going nowhere. They were going nowhere before that news. We know they're going nowhere with that news. And, yes, they should think about it. And for the Mets, this is an opportunity to get not just a great player but the biggest show in American sport. Bring them to New York. Gina Kimes.
0: It's just so amazing that we're talking about the Mets. The Mets being huge spenders and making a move it feels like it's been years since we talked to them that way. I absolutely think they should do it. Uh, they have the second-best rotation in the National League. This clearly would vault them ahead of the Dodgers and makes them the front runners. I say go for you it.
1: You guys love spending other people's prospects and money more than anything in the world. Can you imagine Ohto and Otani moving at the deadline? Well, I mean, just, wow. All right. Ooh, look at the tight scoring today. Kind. He's going to advance Kalashon Ryan. Passed by Tinsley. I go to Justin Tinsley for my Angels takes, apparently. Lord <laughs> Showdown is next between Tinsley and Kai.
2: To your happy place, for a happy
5: price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida mas fina. Part of Happy Hour.
1: Mina Kimes, Justin Sinsley, good luck in Showdown. Julio
5: Jones
1: to the Buccaneers. There was a time. When the pairing of Julio Jones and Tom Brady would have been shut down the league, called a season good. Now, what type of Julio you expect from Tampa Medicans?
0: Well, he's coming off a down season in Tennessee, but the reality is he doesn't have to be great with Tampa because he might not even be their wide receiver three if Chris Godwin's healthy. Russell Gage is excellent. They just need depth. That was obviously highlighted in the playoff game. Now they've got it in a once great wide receiver. Justin
2: Tinsley? I mean, there's something about big-time wide receivers coming off career lows and reception yards and touchdowns, and I'm not saying Julio Jones, like Randy Moss in 2007, has 23 touchdowns, but I love it. He's going to have at least 800 yards
1: and eight touchdowns this season. Book it. Oh, you're locking it in because he hadn't had that last well, year and had that the year before that. All right. Well, yeah. we're going to have to wait. I'm giving you a point for that, Justin. You just made a prediction for nine months from now. How do you do? We'll move on. Showdown 2, Alicia Russo's backheel goal. This is gorgeous. Immediately vaults high on the list of all-time goals. And considering this happened in the Euro Semifinals, as England robbed Sweden, how high? Great it, Justin.
2: I, th- th- this, is, this is perfection to me. The only thing it was m- missing, her not doing this in Rucker Park, because I would have loved the announcer in Rucker Park to call this moment.
1: Me mm-hmm. to
0: <laughs> I mean, this is off the charts, and it, precisely because when you watch it, you have one feeling. I want to try that. I mean, any kid who plays soccer across America around the world watched that, immediately went to their backyard and tried it because it looks so cool.
1: You said you wanted to hear the reaction from announcers at at Rucker Park. This is a goal where you don't even make noise when you see it. You're just like, what? How? FaceTime. Media (laughs) con.
0: All right, so I just wanted to give a shout out to Seahawks running back Chris Carson, who retired this week at the age of 27 with a neck injury. In um, many ways, the spiritual heir to Marshawn Lynch with his violent, punishing run style, running style was a seventh-round draft pick, the 26th back taken, and became an absolute superstar in Seattle, rushing for over 4,000 yards. A reminder, by the way, th- these careers can be cut very short, so we should always be rooting for these guys to get paid, which he did get.
1: Need a time to champ. We'll see you tomorrow. 23 and hour break.